to the Power Hour on Verb Moto. To work on an intro of some kind. This is the Verb Power Hour here on the Verb Pod Network. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, letting you guys know that the Verb Edit Contest is now live. Get those creative juices flowing and honestly get to see some footage that has never seen the light of day aside from those who have entered this con- contest. Like I said, you get the opportunity to mix and match these clips however you see fit. Make something cool. Make something lame. That's what I would probably do. But either way, enter in this contest because, heck, you're more than likely to get your stuff uh Played on Verb. That's going to be super cool. You're going to win some awesome prizes if you're half decent at it. And at the very least, you get to see some stuff that no one else gets to see. Uh, and get an in-depth look at the Star Racing Yamaha. Because the whole thing is backed by our friends over at Yamaha. Like I said, I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line for yet another episode of the Verb Moto Power Hour. Zach Heron. Zach, how's, Zach, how's it going? What's up, man? It's good. Another great weekend of racing. A uh, ton of fun stuff to go over, but uh, before we get to the action from this past weekend, I did it. I figured it out, and I am in for World Mini, baby. It is happening. Mesquite Moto out in Nevada, an hour outside of Las Vegas. I'm going to be there calling the race action. That is April 4th through the 7th. I don't care if you're over here in North Carolina where I'm at, if you're up in Canada, anywhere across the USA or the entire globe. I'm, I'm talking to you down there in Djibouti, Africa. You better find your way to Mesquite, and you better be there for a World Mini. Uh, dude, I'm stoked. I did not feel like hitchhiking. I found the train schedules. I had it all planned out. This plane ticket's going to be much easier. It is, absolutely. You know what? I'd throw my shoulder out patting myself on the back for, like, kind of, like, putting this all together. I had, like, there's, like, this the weird shell game that I played. Me and uh, Brent, we flipped a coin. He lost, and that means you're coming to World Mini. And, yeah, absolutely. Global audience, global racership. Uh, at this particular event, we're going to have people coming in from all over the world to uh, test their metal at Mesquite MX. What are those dates again? That's going to be April 4th through the 7th, the first weekend in April. Uh, and any of you guys around the Mesquite area, that's two weeks before the Loretta's qualifier. I'm just saying. So it might not hurt to spend the laps. You know the competition's going to be there. You know Mesquite's going to do it upright. The track's always phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I am beyond stoked. Great to get over to the West Coast and call that racing. Uh, I saw all the footage from last year and, uh, I'm excited to see what we got in 2024. Absolutely. We are going to be the April Fools jumping in and out of Gravity Cavity and then that big horsepower hill heading up to the top of Mesquite MX. I'm stoked on it. I'll be there. You're going to be there, but that's off in the distance, a little fairways. We need to go straight into the Moto Coatings Company site laps. That's right. Head on over to Instagram, follow Moto Coatings Company, and uh, yeah, get your, your bike looking better than it already does. Let's be honest, your bike looks totally roached right now. It won't if you call up Moto, Co- Moto Coatings Company. Those guys do some cool powder coating, all kinds of Cerakote and all, and that sort of thing. Like, we can't go so far into this, too far into this without sort of digging up some low hanging fruit, if you will. Uh, <laughs> that's, this last rate was totally nuts. And by that, I mean, uh, there were some photographers on the, the, on the, the floor that got a really good shot at, uh, at McAdoo's un- be- unmentionables. What, what, what are we going like? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah McAdoo, uh, we got a good look at what, uh, Maddie McAdoo's lo- working with. 
Yeah. Hey, yeah. First of all, congratulations. All right. Uh, it, I know it had to be cold in Detroit, but still, uh, nonetheless. But yeah, first of all, I mean, all jokes aside, I think there's a certain level of toughness that hasn't gotten mentioned. I mean, it's hysterical. Like everybody's got to hit the joke, but that's pretty serious grit right there. I mean, oh, yeah. that, especially for, I don't care how big, tough you are, that area on a man. We're usually pretty scared about it. We're pretty yeah, sensitive. Absolutely and, sensitive. Uh, I, I, are, are you, yeah. if this is happening to Zach Heron first turn anywhere, are you completing the laps? Are you faking a bike issue? What's the situation? Dude, I'm trying to, I'm trying to swirl those things around to get a little pop off the triples, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if they got them out there, use it as an advantage. Uh, I mean, Start flashing those things. I'd be standing up. Shock value to your competition. Just be like, what? Exactly. I mean, they're not going to know what hit him. Man, this guy is nuts out here. No pun intended. Uh, but yeah, I think there's something to be said about, I've seen some comments. I think he ended up finishing 15th and they were like, man, this is, this is stupid. You should have just pulled off like whatever. You could have adjusted your pants. Those are championship points. Exactly. Exactly. I I thoroughly hope that Cameron McAdoo has saved the comments. And at the end of the year, however many points that he got for this race, if he's able to make that much of a difference between himself and the position behind him, that right there is why you don't quit. So uh, all jokes aside, a huge shout out to McAdoo because uh, it takes balls to finish a race with your balls out. Yeah, I said it. So yeah, all all of the jokes that come along with it. I, I at least I hope at the very least that we get some decent butt patches out of it. Um, like the, I, I was, I was a, I'm a big proponent of like, I know there's D's nuts is very common social media. I think of C's nuts, Cam's nuts. Um, instead, I think that would be, um, prudent. Um, what are some of the things that, I know you, you, you kind of went straight to the, the South Park, like the, yeah, the nuts and the wheelbarrow. I, mean, I don't think we're going to get that, but I'm here for it. That's, that's the problem. The ones that I want aren't the ones that I think we're going to get because we got to keep it appropriate and all of that stuff. But absolutely the South Park nuts in a wheelbarrow. That's one of my favorites. Uh, there's got to be something that you can do with Mr. Peanut, put them in a pro circuit outfit or something. Um, I mean, you, there's plenty to play around with. Uh, you know, I know on cameras. Is there plenty to play around with? I mean, it's, ask Maddie, I guess. I don't know, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, I noticed on his post, he's being a great sport about it as well. He is. Uh, ACDC's leaning big into balls. this. Absolutely. My life is a meme, so. Yes. I mean, at this point, he's, you, what do you think he likes seeing more? A picture of his nuts flying over a triple or him ragdolling up over a tunnel? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For, the, I mean, for, the, for the, the audio listeners, I just like tip my hat right down to my nose and had my arms flying above my head because that's exactly what uh, the that to me honestly when I think of Cameron McAdoo, very unfortunately I think of him hurtling through the the air like stuck to his motorcycle, uh, basically just get getting ragdolled. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was I was impressed with what I saw. Um, is this possibly? And my marketing mind creeps in here. Is this possibly like a, a marketing opportunity for like avocados of Mexico, like? I know Manscaped has got to have been contacted by now. Uh, you know, Happy Nuts, uh, Chafing Cream, you know. Yeah. I mean, the, there's what, what was that product point. back in the day? They used to have like, uh, the monkey butt, uh, powder. Yeah. Used to monkey sell butt it. powder. Absolutely. Making a comeback. All balls racing. If they're going to get smart on it, that's what we got to do. I mean, yeah. all balls has got to be jumping on this opportunity. Um, yeah. You know, I, Maddie's I mean, going to. 
Well, I, <laughs> he can only hope, right? But uh, absolutely, I think there's there's some marketing opportunities there. I don't know who his agent is, but I'm sure the the, the phone calls have been going back back and forth all weekend long. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's one of those things where that just goes to show how thin the line is between everything going great and your worst nightmare possibly happening. Yeah, well, we had we had uh, uh, years ago we had Millsaps with his with his butt hanging out. Uh, the one race back in 2018 uh, when Millsap or Eli Tomac went down and busted his pants. His 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 pants were falling down the whole time. Um, it's we've seen wardrobe malfunctions before. I don't want to put too much time into this, but um, yeah, I would not be surprised in three weeks' time if. Uh, um, the, the pro circuit hauler comes in with like a, like a big old Trojan Magnums sticker across the back, uh, brand new sponsor. Hey, and then, you know what? They, they've got some, those guys would have some, some serious budget to spend moving along with some, uh, some hot topics along these site laps. Um, danger boy Deegan, he goes down. Um, and I, like he, like this is like the, the equivalent or the, the most, shoot the messenger moment that I've ever seen, mainly because you didn't really know who the messenger was. To my knowledge, he was flipping off, uh, was it Vial? Vial, yeah. We're going with Vial on that one, Um, which I don't think, like, Vial was just like, he's an innocent bystander in this sort of situation. He was, like, he was the projectile. He was the bowling oh. ball yeah. that started the whole situation. But, like, if if you're, you're going to, if the, there's a blame pie, it's it's Hammaker, correct? That's the way I look at it. I mean, if you're going messenger message recipient, Vial's the message. I mean, he was yeah. looking straight, headed into the You don't the get first mad at the piece of paper. Absolutely got punted. That's what I mean. I've never had an envelope just smack me clean off the motorcycle. But, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those deals where, obviously, we've talked about it before, going back to the Jason and Jed instance, uh, emotions are, at, are, are up, right? Everybody's running on the rev limiter. Everybody's... You know, I'm not going to say not thinking clearly, but it's in the moment. Adrenaline spiked, uh, heart rate yeah, up. Wires crossed. It happens. Well, and I'm sorry, the guy's got militia blood in him. What do you think? He's going to come over and pat him on the shoulder? Yeah. Like, no, his old on. man wasn't cool with Coolio, and he's not cool with Vial. I totally get it. Um, I'm just saying, you know. I, I mean, and and I also understand if you're somebody like Deegan who has a ton of pressure, has all, you know, has the the purple plate and everything like that. I'm sure he was very much looking to put in a good performance right off the bat. Um, and talking about his bent bars and stuff like that, it's pretty incredible how hard he fought to finish that race. Some props have got to be dealt with that, but I agree. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the, the, you know, the flipping the bird. And trust me, I'm not saying I don't like a show of expression period, but in this instance, I don't like I it. I just think it was funny on the broadcast that like they're like, oh, here there's Ginger Boy Deegan, and then like they did they did not expect him yeah. to just go yeah. like full year number one yeah. to uh the sixteen machine. But uh oh, I, I think he's this, uh, like, I think he might of... be might be adjusting his glove there or something. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he looks like he's trying to communicate. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's and, and I mean I think I, I hope at least that off camera and, and behind the scenes some kind of remedy has been made for this you know whether he's reached out to tom or whatever um i do think it's just it's one of those things he's clearly a very emotional rider um and it just it came out and so uh if vial was the one you know if vial yes absolutely if vial was the one that caused it and he just 
didn't turn and ran them all straight into the wall, I'm going to let them do it. I don't care. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it's, you know, smiled upon by the teams, but hey, man, you know, I'd be pissed off too. But the fact that Vial wasn't at fault for this, I think. Is yeah, that was a ready fire aim sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, so, but I fully expect to see a finger in Hammaker's face at the next round if, if Deegan's really about it. Now he's got to back it up. Yeah, no, he needs yes, to you gotta, perhaps you put that anger to the right person. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I agree. Uh, and bummer for Hammaker, uh, him going down. Uh, same thing with, with, uh, um, McAdoo. Obviously that's, that's a huge blow to now three Kawasaki's that all looked good. That, I think that's the first time that Pro Circuit has swept both, uh, heat races in Lord knows how long. Um, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, also hats off to Deegan, the fact that he, he's, he was coming back. Like he's, we know he, he, we, like, I don't know if it's an ambicular, but it's, it's a, it was a broken wrist. He was off the bike for a good amount of time, comes back fastest in untimed qualifying i know that doesn't count but it does count for something the fact that you were going faster than everybody else comes out makes a statement hunts down mcadoo at the very end of that uh heat race we're going to get into a little bit later when we talk about the 250 class um but let's let's complete the sight laps with uh jeremy martin uh hitting snooze in the uh, heat race um like i thought they were possibly going to put him directly into a casket based on how he was laying down uh, that was as lights out as lights out get. Like, I, this is a very scary moment for, for Jeremy. I've, I've, I've met the guy a number of times. Uh, we even went to Sky, uh, Sky World. There's the jump, the, tra- the trampoline place. There's a place locally. Skyland, Sky, I was about to say. He, he was, all. I don't know. I don't know why he was in Winnipeg, but he ended up at, at Sky Zone. That's what it was called, Sky Zone. Uh, and we, we played a game of trampoline dodgeball. Uh, way back in the day. That's, I think it was his rookie year. But anyway, uh, he hit the deck and when his head snapped back, it was good night, Jim Kite. Like, good Lord. Uh, that wasn't good. What'd you see? Yeah. So it's the thing that sucks about J Mart is it just, it just seems like he can't get the momentum back. I was at Muddy Creek when he had the big one there. And and that was ugly. I was right in front of it, and that that was an ugly crash. That was violent. And I still would put this one right up there with it. I, not quite as end over end and violently flipping through the air, but anybody that's hit their head, period, let alone the back of their head, man, it is. It, it's it's honestly a blessing in disguise, probably that he was he was unconscious because it, it's it's the disorientation, the oftentimes nausea that comes with it. Like it's yeah. it's brutal. And, and like you said, I think the the thing that really sealed it was how hard he was going, coming to the end of the race, fully just sending it. And, and man, when you smack the ground hard enough that your arms kind of lift up, and I mean, I'm a big big fan of MMA as well. And so it's kind of like a guy gets knocked out, but when a guy gets put to sleep and like you start to see spasms in the body and stuff like that, yeah, that's when, that's when everything kind of takes a turn to – you know, oh, so and so got a knockout. To oh man, we got yeah. That's a that's a that's a human that's uh, suffering in that moment. You yeah. see it sometimes with football. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Austin Collie. Uh, man, that guy got hit a ton coming across the middle. And yeah, when you're with that, like the arms extended and like like a normal if if you have your wits about your arms, kind of go down, you flop. But like you're almost frozen in time for half a second there, and, and that was really scary for. Uh, for, for Martin, I hope that like, it's honestly really good that we have some time off here. Um, and brain injuries, every single one of them is a snowflake. 
uh, and he'll get back as soon as he's able to. Let's move straight into the uh, the Verb Thought Line. This is a Q&A segment. You can submit your questions at VerbMoto uh, on, on, on Instagram as well as on Twitter. Just hashtag VerbLine, which makes me a lot easier for me to find them. Uh, or you can uh, make it really easy for me to find in my inbox if you email me, brad at VerbMoto.com. Can, can, can people email you, Zach, or are you just not giving out your personal information? I mean, yeah, you're more than welcome to ZachHeron16 at gmail.com. But, uh, you know, it sounds nicer with the verbmoto.com. So I'd be, I'd be hitting up for sure. Yeah, it sounds a lot more official. I haven't quite gotten the company account yet. But, uh, yeah, so Brad at verbmoto.com. But if you're feeling feisty, ZachHeron16 on social media, I'll be happy to throw your questions in the mix as well. Perfect. All right. Hailing all the way from Bismarck, North Dakota. We got uh, Randy Edwards, uh, obviously some moto fans here in the uh, in the Midwest. Um, what motocross video? This is this 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 came across my dial, and I was like, I'd ask this one because I think we're gonna disagree, although we agree a lot when it comes to motocross videos, and our knowledge of them is quite deep. What motocross video has the best soundtrack, and why? I, I already have my answer because I've been thinking about it since this came across. All right, I am answering your question with a question. When he says motocross video, is he talking long form movie? Yes. Okay. All right. That's that's what I'm thinking as well. Man, and you know I'm a I'm a I'm a soundtrack guy. I'm talking Wes Williams and I. These are two worlds colliding. Yes. Yes. Music and moto meet in the middle. And as much as I love, um, like one of the first ones that comes to mind for me is uh, an old Thor film. I believe it was O two or O three called Relish. Had some great tunes in it. Uh, um, Headstrong with Chad yeah. Reed, Jerk It Out with Grant Langston, uh, yeah. Pedal to the Metal with Timmy Ferry. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So these are and Jerk you can Cameron McAdoo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, that that ought to have been a song on Instagram. But uh, I, I think one of the things that's so funny as I've grown up and as people are you know, in my car and I'm playing music, you would be baffled by the amount of songs that are on my playlists that I'm like, Oh yeah, that's revelation 199. Oh yeah. Oh, that song, right. There. Oh, that's crusty demons. Yeah. yeah. Rob zombie. Yeah, yeah. Seth Inslow is jumping right now. You don't know it. And so pretty much all of these songs, you know, when I, when I hear them, you I'm can back. see the video. Yes. I'm a kid. I'm watching the video. Yeah. Um, and, and one of uh, my answer is is a movie where none of the songs I knew when I watched it, and now these songs are a staple in my life. But I'm I'm going with my favorite, The Great Outdoors 2. I feel like the soundtrack, mm. Iron Boss, Rides Again, if you're looking it up, because I've helped several people find the tunes they're looking for, Iron Boss, Rides Again, mixed with a little bit of Eleventeen in there. I mean, Louis the know, Grant is Langston's there. down. Grant Langston's coming out of the first turn, dead last, and you hear everything sucks i want to what what more can you say guys that's how you capture the emotion and i just feel like as far as a full fast forward through the millville sand whoops and he's coming through last i want to die oh man it's just tasteful editing at its best the the soundtrack just it fit how intense and how awesome motocross is so i'm going with the great outdoors too for a full video soundtrack I do like that. And the, there's more than a few songs in that particular video where you can totally tell that the song came first. Like they took, they, they, they knew what song they wanted to use and they manipulated the clips to match that. Like it's, it, it was like a, 
you already had the idea of what what song you wanted to use, and then just like kind of like manipulate the the, the videos to, to just bring that out. And yeah, that one's totally that one's really good. Uh, Louis the Fourteenth is on there as well. Um, God killed the queen, great song. I'm gonna go with my my favorite, the, my first my first love. I have it on VHS still here, um, and it's got to be the Revelation 199. It's 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 got it's got uh, it has some uh uh disturbed in there it has some heavier stuff it has um like like static axes in there with some some still different, get, like, I still get chills every time I hear I want to take you on a roller coaster the wonder boy ladies and gentlemen Travis Pastrana yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, like, considers himself a mutter from Maryland yeah oh yeah like Cameron still just put in Oh, don't even start with me. So yeah, like the whole thing, and then like yeah, weird, uh, weird side note. That's the only time up until he then switched over to MTR helmets that there's one really like uh, I don't know what where I actually know that where they are. They're at uh, um, Castillo Ranch, but they don't do any close up videos because Travis is wearing a fox helmet in there in that 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 one clip. Like there's no way he like, he must have far forgot the helmet or something. He's wearing a white and black Fox V1, uh, and I'm like, that's not the helmet Travis wears. Um, so that was super weird. That was also a, uh, a video shoot that uh, the the great Billy Leninovich was on a uh, a YZ125, and of course uh, that that's a disturbed song. I think it's uh, uh, voices was the name. Yeah, and then he like bow, like does like the yeah. Um, it's too bad this is an audio podcast. No one knows what I just did. Um, that's fantastic. But I'm gonna go with Revelation 199. It has and and one of the things I love obviously about that one is the entire soundtrack is available on uh on Spotify. Uh, it is on my library. I listen to it probably once a week. Uh, so that's what I'm gonna thank you, uh, Randy, for that one. You want you want to go back and forth with these questions or am I am I just like am I gonna do yeah, all of this? I guess you do enough work. Yeah. So we'll jump it out. Uh, Lake Elsinore, California. Kevin Gibson coming to us with the next one. Do we think Let's that Kevin, Kevin actually listens to or is, is from Lake Elsinore or is that like the guys from like East Coast 250 Supercross where it's like, like, uh, uh, Tom Vial, uh, Lake Elsinore, California. Yeah. Well, it's often very similar to, uh, every club MX rider ever is from Chesterfield, South Carolina. I was announcing Wild. one of the previous. Yeah. All of them. A lot of local into, talent out of club. Yeah, a yeah. lot of local talent coming out of Chesterfield. But Kevin Gibson coming out of Lake Elsinore, whether it's his whole life or whether just this weekend, uh, he's got – has anyone ever had a rougher start to their career than Jet Reynolds? Um, now, before we get into that, Jet Reynolds, I did just see an update before we started to show that the broken collarbone has been changed to an AC separation. So they do believe he should be coming back. Uh, good news for Reynolds because – Yeah, he can um, come back from that. This yeah, is the second say. failure to launch on the Supercross career, though. Yeah, yeah and and that's – so that – my answer, because I, I saw this one and started thinking, unfortunately, there's there's a list of riders with careers that fall off or, or they have their struggles, right? It's not always a success story. And for me, my answer, he got his start, but that's about it. Like, he got about as far in his career as Austin Forkner did last year in Supercross. And that's unfortunate because this guy was a name you heard all through amateurs, battled with Tomac growing up. I'm talking Ian Treadle. Absolutely. Yeah, and 
That that is maybe I'm, I've done a podcast with Ian. Uh, I'll I'll leave a link to this uh, to that podcast in the description for this uh, YouTube video. Uh, as well, if, uh, if Verb also put, puts that out as well on the, the podcast network. Um, yeah, Ian had maybe one of the most, I think I'm totally going to agree with you. Like, I, I'd try to come up with an idea of myself. Guys like Max Markoff came to mind. Guys like, um, uh, Sean Cantrell, but at least Sean Cantrell had like three years in the, the league before, uh, and he, he didn't have nearly the career of Treadle or, or Jet, Jet Reynolds. Um, Alex Fry also comes to mind, although Alex Fry was a bit of a flash in the pan in that he was like good on super minis, good on 250Fs, and then essentially decided better of it and went to school. That was, that was more of the, the Alex Fry situation, but, um, yeah, I, I think the only comparison, the parallel to this, and it's almost a, exactly a decade apart, Jet Reynolds, um, was supposed to turn pro, uh, in Supercross in 2022, um, Minneapolis. Breaks his arm, bad break, complications, um, and he's he's just been struggling to come back ever since. And yeah, Ian Treadle, he hits his head in Daytona the weekend after getting a top five finish at his one and only pro motocross or supercross event, East Coast Supercross, Houston. A week later, that's all she wrote. Yeah, and that's that's the whole reason I'm picking him is because it's you know, with Reynolds, the, the future's still there. The opportunity, you know, hey, we, we could be saying years down the road, man, you're multi-time champion. The first two times he tried to race Supercross, he got hurt. But we don't know what tomorrow looks like. But for Ian, terrible, terrible situation. Looked so good turning pro. Uh, and then, like you said, came and, and he was a rider that had pressure on his shoulders. He had a reputation. He had expectations. And he matched those in Supercross. Top five finish. And, and if I believe, if I remember correctly, he was – he was fighting for for the top of the board, I believe, in Daytona when things went wrong. I think it, it was a wall jump or something that he clipped. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and, I mean, going back to what we were talking about with Jeremy Martin, these head injuries, man, they'll sneak up on you. It's not the crashes. He's never been the same. No, no, it's not the crashes oftentimes that are the most violent. I mean, how can McAdoo go ragdolling through the air and, and be okay, but then some of these other crashes really – aren't that hard and the speed isn't even that high, but just the way you get hit or where you get hit and that, that's it. So uh, yeah. it just goes to show, I mean, you know, people always talk about how, how crazy we are to race motorcycles and how fragile this sport is, but man, it's snap of a fingers and it's all gone. Certainly is. No, I think that's a good pull with Treadle. Uh, might have to, to catch up with that young man. It's been a while since I had him on the show. Uh, see what he's up to. I know he was doing some riding schools for a little while, uh, trying to give back or kind of get back into things a little bit. Hopefully things are going well by him. Uh, let's go to our next question here on the verb, on the verb thought line from Zach Dean out of, out of Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and he spells Zach with an H, uh, which of course is the proper way to spell it. Um, do all riders get, who gets to ride press day and why are some guys left out? Actually a really good question. Um, press day is sort of open there. I don't think they'll ever send a factory guy away. Uh, if someone wants to ride press, um, although early in the season, they do designate certain riders for, uh, certain press, con- like press day activities, because, uh, at some point, like really early in the season, everyone wants to just get extra track time. And, uh, it's been really common to sort of have some teams like, honestly, you'll always see, um, uh, Moto concepts, they'll, they'll they'll be there come hell or high water as long as they haven't been like removed from the series for some strange reason about uh, like 
laser pointers or something. Uh, they're always there. Um, club is always there. Um, but here, here's a little bit of a nugget for you. Like, notoriously, Eli Tomac does not like to ride press. He doesn't like answering press questions. And the times that he does do press, it's, it, I can tell you there's only one reason why you'll see Eli Tomac on press day. Either A, he wants to learn the track, like he specifically wants, like there's, there's something about the layout that he wants to get down, or he doesn't like his motorcycle. If they're, if they're shaking something down, if there's something that they're, we're working on some settings, you will see Eli Tomac at press day. If the, if the bike is good, if he's leaving her B, you won't see the number three. Uh, so that, that's just a little food for thought when it comes to, uh, press day and who goes. Um, I know there's a lot of privateers that, uh, they do in fact get the kind of, uh, like when all the spots are full, not every privateer gets to be out there. Um, it does, they do get offered the opportunity to ride early morning press, which is usually at 5.30 in the morning. They usually do like a, a morning newscast, like little hit there. Um, but those are miserable. Those are, it's literally like pitch black outside. Uh, I don't know if you would be signing yourself up for that, Zach, but yeah. Yeah, maybe if I stayed up all night, I could probably make it to five. But if, if I'm trying to be competitive for the night show the following evening, probably not. But I have seen, I think, wasn't that what A-Ray was on where he he put the reporter on the bike or something like yeah. that? A-Ray okay, would yeah. do it all the time. Kate, Kate Clayson would do it with PRMX if PRMX wasn't welcomed onto the, the regular um, time. I know, like, obviously for the first round of East Coast, uh, it's very, very common for press day to have, like, almost – basically every notable 250 guy. Um, so the, the one year, like two years ago when I went for uh, uh, Minneapolis, that was actually pretty, pretty cool. Cause you had like the entire, almost the entire top 20 that you would have seen that they were out there. Like you had uh, Anstey was out there with uh, Phoenix, Phoenix racing. And you had at that time, the uh, uh, firepower Honda. Uh, yeah. It was the same company or yeah, no, that's different. Uh, anyway, the, all those guys are out there. Um, the AEOs of the world and stuff like that. They're, they're doing their thing. Um, but yeah, uh, when it comes to who gets, who gets to ride press, um, when you're a factory guy, you can ride it whenever the hell you want. Really. They're not, I don't think they're going to turn those guys away because that's, uh, that's who sells the sport, right? Yeah. As far as I understand it, uh, I do, I only think the time where some privateers get preference is if they're super local to the area. Yes. I know sometimes that affects it some too. And oftentimes those guys wind up getting convinced into doing the news segments and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. They'll do the morning help. news or whatever. Yeah, else. So, yeah. Um, but no, it's definitely an interesting question. And, uh, the little tidbits like, like Tomac, that's, that's something to be watching. Whether you see Tomac out there and you're like, oh, okay, he must be trying. He treats something. it like a full-on test section. Session. Yeah. Well, like, I, meant, just he, sure. I, I like talking to Eli. Um, honestly, he's he's also one of the only guys who's walked away from me mid-interview. Probably shouldn't have mentioned anything about uh, arm pump. But uh, that's a lot of years ago already. That's 2017. Um, but anyway, uh, he's not the most approachable guy in the world, especially when the bike's not behaving the way he wants it to. Uh, and I've literally seen, uh, Eli, like with back, even when he was on Hondas or when he was on, uh, he was with Kawasaki, like they're, they're essentially doing it as like, they're, they're working on the machine. They're not really there for press reasons, but Hey, they're, you're there. Uh, photographers get to pick, take pictures of you, uh, and, and do that whole thing. So uh, I guess that is what they're doing. So That's a good uh, it is cool to see these guys. 
Yeah. The coolest thing, honestly, is just see these guys just kind of play around on their dirt bikes because that's probably one of the only times you really see them sort of just go out there and just sort of play and be like creative, which is kind of neat to watch. Um, I think we got one more question that I picked. We did get more than these four, but these were the four best that sort of jumped out at me. All right. So let's see. We got, uh, oh, Chuck Heffenberg coming out of Dorchester, Massachusetts. Uh, Dorchester. Dorchester. That's right. Uh, big mass guy. But, uh, he said he's thinking about getting his suspension done for the first time. He's asking for recommendations. He's a 43 year old vet rider riding mostly sand and some trails. So he's a big fan of the show too. So big appreciate you to Chuck. Um, man, I don't know. Brad would probably be able to talk a little better than me. Um, you know, I, I, me personally, I'd be talking to the people around you. Uh, I'm a big, you got to imitate to innovate, right? So if you've got a, a guy somewhere around, not necessarily got to be your age, talk about size. Are you a 43 year old, 120 pound soaking wet string bean? Are you a, you're a 43 year old grown man with some grown man weight to you? It depends, you know? And so, uh, find somebody a little more physically similar to you as well. Talk to them, see what they're doing. You might be surprised how much you can do with what you've got already. I mean, it's, we hear it time and time again. I was listening to Trey Kennard not too long ago talk about how much you can really do with a stock motorcycle before you have to go and start going to other people and freshening stuff up. Now we know the vet riders, they like the best of everything, right? Yeah. And they, they, they need it. And so I understand and I'm not going to turn nice parts. I'm about that game. Hey, absolutely. You know, I'd rather look, look pro, go slow, baby. And for all I know, Chuck's hauling and he's going to lap me six times in a five lap race. But what I'm saying is try to get your bearings about you. See what other people are doing, maybe roughly around your speed or where you're hoping to be as well. Um, and then go from there, find your local people up in mass that can do it. Um, uh, what do you think, Brad? Any other good suggestions? Honestly, like, uh, I'm a big race tech guy. I think that the, the gold valve system is going to not only offer plushness, but also bottoming, bottoming resistance, uh, for those, those, that sand rate. I, I assume he's talking about going to, uh, to, uh, sound, uh, Southwick and doing some trails in and around there. I, I, I honestly don't know the trails and, and uh, tracks around Massachusetts as well as I probably should. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head on finding somebody local. Um, I'm not a huge, like, unless you're in, in, if you're really new at like sending your stuff out, I'm not probably not going and buying a gun case from condition one and then sending my stuff across, uh, like whether it's to, whether it's to Ziggy or, uh, pro circuit, whoever else I would talk to somewhere start your, your, around your, the people that you trust in your inner circle that you, uh, hang out with and have beers. Cause if he's a vet rider, he's having some beers. Uh, more than likely, uh, and like talk to the, who, who does good service, who like is good customer service is timely, who like if they, if you pull your shock and your, your, uh, your forks off your bike, they're not going to have it for a month. Um, quick turnaround time is important and obviously good, good, uh, like quality service. Uh, they're going to do what they say they did because I've heard some nightmares where, uh, like just, things are sort of scabbed back together or they don't use the right product or they sort of, someone's just trying to turn something around quickly and they still, they still charge it 1200 bucks. And uh, yeah, that, that can be a nightmare. So I would uh, kind of do some feedback of some of people who have had some good uh, customer experiences with some people local and then sort of branch out from there. Uh, but you are entirely right. Like I don't think either one of us have ever needed um, aftermarket parts or aftermarket uh like add-ons to the motorcycle aside from making it look cool or sound cooler um i don't push a bike beyond its limits um i'm I'm pretty safe to say that 
Yeah, I'm a I'm a bigger boy, so I, I usually go up a spring rate. But uh, mm-hmm. beyond that, that's that's pretty much about it. And then, I mean, as far as the local scene goes, man, there's some great local suspension people. I mean, yeah. you know, I've I've been a lifelong user of, of Full Travel Innovations, FTI East. My boy Isaiah, good buddies with Cooper Webb. Um, he's been taking great care of me since I was on 85s and uh, had me set up out at Loretta's. And, and um, oftentimes you see the the vet guys, they're tweaking depending on the track and stuff like that. You know me, man. I'm pretty much low and slow. I like it how I like it. Minimal adjustments uh, anywhere I go. So, yeah, definitely see what you got locally and then judge from there. Uh, if you're battling for, you know, Loretta Lynn's plates, you're trying to go put it to Mike Brown, maybe we'll talk about some some national-level uh, suspension. But for now, yeah, just see what your bench racing buddies are saying. And uh, if you're just mad because your buddy's beating you, see what he's doing, and then and then we'll go from there. But a uh, good question from Chuck, and uh, appreciate the support on the show. And that's going to do it for the Verb Thought Line. Like we said, uh, if you have any questions, I know I've gotten a couple spoken to me, but if you need to send it to us, brad at verbmoto.com, uh, verbmoto on Instagram, Facebook, any of your socials, Zach Heron 16 on any of your socials. We'll get them out there. We'll get them answered as quickly as we can. So, um, and if your show, if your question doesn't make it, Message me again, WTF, and I'll answer your question personally. We'll have a one-on-one. I'll send you a video and answer it for you. So. That's cu- that's customer service right there. Uh, like, does 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 Heron Dean have a, a cameo? Absolutely, but you can't afford it. So, oh, perfect. Yeah, it's a thousand bucks a shot. Uh, let Let's talk about some storylines from the to the two classes that uh, came to this list last weekend. Quickly, just going to touch on Arena Cross. Uh, we had Ryan Brees win both main events. Kind of. Getting a little bit closer to uh, that points lead that uh, Kyle Peters currently has. Uh, Kyle Peters went 4-4 on the night. So, uh, yeah, some points being made up there. So, let's talk about the 250 class. Max Anstey, thing I wrote down was as advertised. Everyone's been talking about how he's been going fast. When it comes to Max, I think sometimes, like, there, there's more talk than there is action when it comes to Max. Uh, but he backed it up. Everybody who's been saying this guy's going fast, hey, Seconds, that's solid in a, in a class this deep, with or without yeah, the crashes you know, in the first corner. When we're talking about Max Anstey, we've oftentimes got to talk about the talk, right? He's got a beautiful accent. He's a very nice-looking gentleman. He's always so kind. I talked to him at Charlotte SMX. Fantastic guy. We had a nice little chit-chat. But when the gate drops, accent stops, whatever you want to say, man. The guy's serious. And, and I he think will he will talk your ear off. Absolutely. He will. He will. And he had a great conversation. He had no idea who I was. I mean, I'm still a nobody, but... Random fan walks up to him at Charlotte. We sat there and talked for five, ten minutes while he was watching. So, so that was really cool, and that that speaks to who he is off the bike. But on the bike, he's he's no joke. And, and I think uh, we've often we always have heard the flying at the test track, right? Everybody's hauling, and and I think he even talked about it. He was like, people talk about the off season stuff, but uh, I'm glad to see him performing under the lights, performing under the pressure. Uh, now the question is, let's keep it going. Week after week after week. We've seen it before. He's had good results, but it's again, I'm not saying that he was only up there because of the first turn crash. I am not saying that whatsoever. I think everybody could have gotten through clean and he had a chance to be on that box still. So for Max, man, you've got the momentum in your corner. Um uh, in the words of the great outdoors too, it's time to kick in the extra nine forty nine cents and supersize it for the next one. You know, I, there's one spot left. So uh yeah, I like what I'm seeing out of Anstey. Yeah, I, I like it as well. Um, I think that he's a guy who is going to draft off of this confidence, whether it's sort of inflated because of the guys going down or if he just earns it on his own right. 
a second is a second, and he sees himself as a serious threat for this championship. And you as well as I know, the these guys, when they get something in their head, that might be all they need to uncork that extra little bit that makes sure that they are up there uh, on a regular basis. Um, this was a this was a big one for Max because uh, a year. This I was actually surprised. This was the first time he'd uh, the only the second time ever that he'd ridden the, uh, the Detroit Supercross. Uh, all the other years that he raced, even way back in the day, he was a West Coast guy. Um, and uh, yeah, he like the last time we were here last year, he went. Uh, he was twenty second, so he must have DNF that race. Uh, which is uh, not not where you want to be. Um, him and Aaron Plessinger last year uh, matched their uh, their results. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think he's going to be a threat the rest of the year. Huge pile up in that first corner uh, with some championship implications. Uh, we already kind of talked about it with with McAdoo, or yeah, we talked about it with McAdoo. He he salvaged. That was the probably the best case scenario based on uh, him t- tangled up with his teammate. Um, Hammaker's bike was maybe somehow more more hammered than any of the other bikes out there. He ended up not even finishing a lap. Uh, the, tw- the the forty two machine ends up twenty second. No points. Um, it, I've seen it happen before. One I know of two different guys that have gone had a DNF and still won the championship. Uh, but the that the those years were not nearly as stacked as this. And those were extra special individuals. You have Nate uh, Nate Ramsey who did it for Pro Circuit back in, I believe that was either 99 or 2000. 2000. And then in 2008, you had Ben Townley doing it uh, after DNFing around. Uh, my question to you, can Kamaker come back from this? Like, Can he can be a, a serious title contender out the bat? There's nine rounds, not eight, but he needs some help already. Yeah, I, I think the... I don't know. I don't want to say those days are behind us. And, and in a way, it's good that they are. It just goes yes. to show the depth of the field. But you already take a – I mean, put it like this. If we were talking 450s, I'd still be, uh, I don't know. But you take that, you cut down to nine races. Man, starting in the hole like that too, it, it's just – I'm not going to say it's impossible, but, man, he couldn't have made it much harder on himself. Not to mention, I think the guy's beat up. Like you said, thank goodness we've got a little bit of a break going before this next round because – he had some gnarly crashes in practice. And it's like, you know, all day I was seeing online, he's in, he's out, he's in, he's out. Somehow he, he grits it out. He lines up for the, for the main, makes it. Oh, I mean, talk about just kicking a guy when he's down. And so, um, I don't know. I, I mean, physically, I, I hope he's able to, to make full recovery. Mentally, I, I think he's going to be okay. He's a super tough guy, but man, as far as you want to talk about really, I think I think Hammaker's role in this championship moving forward is spoiler. I think he's dark horse. I think he's coming for wins. I think he's pissed off. And well, he's going to get he, a win. Yeah, and I he, don't think he cares where you're at in the points because he should be there, and he's not yeah. because something stupid happened. And so for that, I look to him. Yeah, making it interesting. I don't. I don't think you see him giving a lot away. I don't think you see him taking anything from anybody. Hey, man, I'm I'm here to race. I'm here for this race win. The money at the end of the night and. I think he also wants every one of those guys on the line to know that he would have been in that championship. And I think that is Certainly. extremely important as well. Uh, Austin Forkner was fast as fork. Uh, he's, we've seen this before. He, he won the opening round in uh, Minneapolis back in 2022. Um, yeah, that, that, this is not news. This is the, this doesn't need to have a billboard up in any, any way, shape or form. Austin Forkner, um, turned pro 2015. 
Maybe. I want to say. Maybe 16. I don't really 16, know. perhaps. Or Either maybe. way, um, guy's extremely talented. Um, he was one of the hottest amateurs coming out. It's it's like a comedy of errors and mishaps that have ended up. He's still in this class. Um, he should, like, not say he shouldn't be racing this class, but, like, had things gone how they probably either should have or um, had things worked out in his favor, I'll, I'll put it that way, uh, he wouldn't be racing in this class. So, um, yeah, he certainly has the, the speed. And, uh, yeah, working with Ryan Hughes, he's mentioned it more than a few times. Um, yeah, good for him. Yeah, stoked for him. And, uh, yeah, he could be very – and with now a, a nice little lead over a lot of the contenders – and honestly, I, th- I think he has Anstey in his back pocket all day long. Um, not not throwing any shade at Max, but like if with my life on the line and a fifteen minute moto, uh, I'm 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 putting my money on on Austin Forkner if it's the two of those guys lining up. So uh, I thought it was good to see. What were you, what were your thoughts on uh, on the sixty four machine? I can't quite remember now. It's it, it, it's not helpful that they're sixty three and sixty four. They all start switching around in my head the second I think I know. And as so, long but, as Club MX continues to run the 69. Yeah, that, you that shot means... a shot grabbing a fourth there. That's, that's, right. that's an unsung hero for sure. Yeah, yeah but uh, oh, absolutely. Forkner's forking fast, man. We, we all knew it. Um, and, and I tell you, what, the biggest thing that I like from what I'm seeing from Austin is his demeanor. The way his wife the way, looks. The way – well, anyway – the demeanor. He's right, feeling yeah. good. He's feeling good. He's feeling calm. Home life looking good. So yeah. maybe that's helping out. Maybe that was the problem. We saw how fast he was young, but he was just, I, I was going to say balls out, but it doesn't seem appropriate given no. the, the Mackin situation. But nonetheless, uh, I, I think what you're going to see now is what we've been saying we needed from Austin. We need to take all that raw speed and focus it where it's like, I don't know if he's riding 80% and that keeps him off the ground. I don't know what it is, but. Him and Ryan Hughes have been working together. I know uh, even talking to Rhino last year, man, he was – both of these guys seem really excited about it. And that's another cool thing is, like, Rhino seems really glad and really happy to be a part of it on a day-to-day. Austin clearly seems like he is loving whatever he's getting from Rhino. So, you know, that that's – what more could you ask for? And, and then you take this. Now any of the haters, the doubters, the questions – have at least been answered here for round one. He's got the potential to do it. He's still got the speed. He's still got what it takes. Now it's just, hey man, let's get through everything. Let's uh, let's make it through the first turn. It's nice to even hear Austin acknowledging, hey, I'm 25 now. I, you know, I wish I wasn't still in this class, but I have unfinished business, and I believe he does. I think he had, you know, some number one plates slip away from him before he was even really able to get him in sight. So for me, I like it. I like the speed. I like the calmness. I like that he's content. It doesn't seem like he's riding over his head to try to make things happen immediately. And, uh, yeah, now the question is, can he just keep that going all the way to the number one plate? Certainly. And, yeah, this this could very well turn itself into uh, a career renaissance for a young man who has had some mishaps. Uh, before we get to the 450 class, I want to touch on uh, how competitive the, the, the triumphs were. I, I was really impressed. Uh, Jaleese Wool's down in the first corner, has to be at least a little bit twisted up of a motorcycle. Uh, and then he still ends up coming all the way back to sixth, I believe, or fifth. Um, great ride from him. Check. Uh, yeah, he ends up sixth right behind Pierce Brown, who's, that's who like sent him 
off the track mm-hmm. hurdling. Uh, I would say it's cheap seats, but that sitting there would probably be part of some sort of VIP experience. Um, and uh, yeah, good on him. Uh, and obviously, uh, he didn't get to show his best. Uh, Evan Ferry, uh, gets pile driven into the, into the, uh, the end wall. Um, obviously not able to finish, uh, zero points, but, um, looked good in the LCQ. And I, I've just, I was impressed with how competitive that, uh, that, that triumph was. Like it didn't look out of place whatsoever. Uh, the bike looked good. Uh, the riders looked good. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's the, that's probably the biggest thing is if I wasn't aware that it was a brand new bike and a, their first time, then I wouldn't think it was. I mean, they seem to be feeling good. The bike seemed to be reacting well as, as far as I know. Um, both riders seemed happy. Um, I, I feel like especially with, with Evan, I felt like more people were questioning him than the bike. Like they didn't know what, yes. what Will Ferry was going to do. And so, um, I was glad to see him, you know, Put it into the main. I think he had some stuff to prove for himself as well. And, and that's a tough ask. You got to prove yourself while also proving a brand new motorcycle. And, uh, obviously he's got some great guidance there with, with Tim Ferry, but, uh, and the rest of his entire crew there. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a great performance. Uh, I did see little red dog put an update out there on social media that he was okay. Uh, should be, you know, able to move forward and everything like that. So good news there. And yeah, I think if you're, if you're the rest of the field, you're going, hmm, man, okay. I think a lot of people were surprised uh, with the competitiveness, with the comfort level that the riders were showing. And, uh, yeah, now the only question is, is are they able to keep it going? Um, what improvements are they going to make? I think it's a great showing for Jalik Swole as well, regardless of brand. He kind of needed to turn things around as well, get some momentum going his way. So, I think it's got to be all smiles, not to mention, I'm pretty sure they've got two riders on the podiums over in Europe on the triumphs. Yeah. So a hell of a weekend for, for the brand new brand out there. Yeah, I know they're looking good. Uh, the bike looks good. Um, like I, I actually really like the, the black front number plate, black n- background. Like, it's, that's a, a really strong looking motorcycle in general. Uh, the, the branding of it, uh, has been spot on. Uh, you can say what you will about how they like kind of like the delayed release, but I think that was sort of, uh, it was planned that way. And on, hey, at the very least, they're talking about you. So, uh, that got the job done. Let's move over to the 450 class. My first question for you. Uh, if Jet gets a whole shot, can anyone catch him? Mm, Ken Roxon. I would say Ken Roxon could. Okay. Um, but I think Ken Roxon, I put it like this. I think if Jet Lawrence gets a whole shot and you're going to track him down, you got to put him behind you within the first lap to two laps. You give him more than two laps to go and build his lead, find the comfort in the slight changes in the track, good luck. Because the guy doesn't make those mistakes that we've seen so many people make. He seems to, once he gets locked in, he seems to ride that thing all the way to the finish and – yeah, I mean, that's a bad sign for everybody else. If he's got those starts figured out, then yeah, there's going to be a lot of time on the greats this week with the, with the rest of the field because that is the absolute last thing you need. It does seem like when he's not out front right off the gate, he doesn't, he's not able to put that intensity out there right off the bat. So the question is now, does he have it just totally figured out? Whatever it was, did he get it? Locked in, and are we going to start seeing, you know, a Michael Lessie-esque type, just whole shot after whole shot? Because that's going to make it difficult. I mean, the way this guy rides, you might be able to catch him, but passing him's a whole nother level. 
Yeah, and and I'll say this. Um, you know me. I I've watched lots of of old races, and he's still seventy wins from uh, tying the record. Um, but this was very Jeremy McGrath esque. This was a start, a sprint, and just sort of like like. If, if you're sponsors of Jet Lawrence, like you're not actually super stoked on your exposure because there was no need to really show him. He had a four to six second lead and just didn't really put too many wheels wrong on a track that was extremely challenging, on a track that asked a lot of the athletes that were competing on it. And yeah, for, for like, I, I was really impressed with the kid. Uh, he showed poise. He showed fitness. He didn't fade. Um, and, and every time that Sexton got close, he just like, oh, I, I'll just drop my lap time and get get her going again. Um, but also, uh, I'll I'll say this: Sexton looks strong too. Like uh, that's a strong second from him. Um, like I think, obvious that might be all he's got right now as far as speed and like where he needs to be. But he was happier then you probably would have thought with a second, like, because I, I don't think that in his heart of hearts, he thought he could be there and, uh, and he moved forward. Uh, what did you see from the number one? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I still think they're building. I still think they're getting some things figured out as far as race conditions go. Um, I, I am curious to see as we move over to the East coast more permanently, we talk about the difference in soil, the way the tracks develop. Um, I'm curious to see, how that KTM works with him in this, these kind of conditions, because I think it'll, I think it'll be beneficial. Um, but yeah, I think his reaction alone shows where his head is at the smile, the relief, the contentness. And by no means do I think that Chase doesn't want to win, but Chase is, he's in a spot right now where he's like, Hey, you know, we're getting everything figured out exactly like we wanted. It's a building step. And so, uh, like I said, I know he wants to be in position number one, but I think not only is he happy with a second, but he's happy how he got that second and how he felt doing it, if that makes sense. Sometimes you might, sometimes you might get a second and you're like, man, I don't know how that happened. I felt terrible. I felt like I was going super slow. And even though, you know, he's got the hardware, he's got the check, they go back to the truck scratching their head saying, we got to figure something out. Whereas sometimes you get a second, a third, Sometimes you're off the podium even, but you come back to the truck and you're like, man, we have found something. You get this revitalization of energy. And so I'm hoping that's what we get. I hope we get a little, little bit Maintenance of a sales. They head off to yeah, a easy. little bit of a kickstart to chase. And I want to see some aggression out of chase. He's so well-spoken, very polite guy. I want, I want a little bit of mm, a little grit, you know, I'm coming. And so we'll see. I, I think that confidence comes from feeling comfortable on the bike. Looks like he's getting there. If he's not exactly where he wants to be, we'll see what he's got over these next couple weeks. We're starting to get into the championship chase, if that makes sense. We're, we're a couple rounds deep. Most of your cobwebs, your bugs with new machines, with, with new styles of bikes, whatever, should be getting figured out if they're not already. Now we're getting to the meat and potatoes of the season where it's like, okay, you got to get results. You got to get them multiple times. And so, yeah, I'm expecting big things out of the number one. I tell you who, who kind of shocked me for all the wrong reasons, was big bad number three. I don't know what was going on. Um, it's, did, you it's see, uh, did you see Mike Emery's photos? I did not, no. Okay, so Mike Emery uh, from Align With Us, uh, he works closely with the guys over at Racer X. They had posted photos that 
uh, he had supplied and in the sand, one, one particular, uh, and it, like for whatever reason, Eli looked brutal in the sand, the entire main event, but it looks like he may have dragged a knee and I don't like, I'm not a doctor. I didn't even stay at a holiday and express last night cause I'm at home, but, um, that mechanism right there is an MCL. Uh, even if it's a slight tweak, I don't know if you've ever done any sort of knee stuff, but yeah, I blew um, my MCL up, so I know exactly. What yeah, you're talking so about. It, it's a lateral movement. Whenever you basically like, like if your your leg gets pulled outwardly, you you put pressure on that MCL. That's essentially what stabilizes your knee, not ne- necessarily moving out, but when you try and you're moving your your foot inward. So, and that's basically. When you're riding a motorcycle and trying to pinch with your knees, you are literally activating the MCL at every turn. Um, so that would sort of, ex- if, if that is the case, that would ex- absolutely explain why, um, he's, uh, he, he went faded backwards or, or was moving backward. Uh, it didn't look, he didn't look tired. He didn't look like he was shaking his hands out and he just had arm pump. This was something that was ailing him. Um, and that it all, he also looked very frustrated by the situation. I'll say this about an MCL. Uh, it's non-load bearing. That's why it's, it's often not, uh, a, something that requires surgery. Um, essentially the, the, the tendon itself or the ligament, the ligament itself is sort of, it doesn't, it's not under load at any moment, uh, aside from when it's stabilizing the knee. Uh, so he's probably not going to need surgery if that is in fact the injury that he sustained. Um, but it is something that's going to nag at him for a few weeks. Like this might be something that we see sort of like, and like kind of rear its ugly head or kind of flare up again for the next three to four weeks down the road. Um, that's, that's at least what I saw. Um, as far as like if, based off those photos and how he was riding, I would, I would venture to guess that was probably an MCL, uh, if not a tear, at least a sprain. Yeah. I, as somebody who's unfortunately destroyed both their ACL and their MCL, uh, I remember talking to the doctors and the way they explained it to me was, Something to do now. I don't know exactly, you know, who or what Eli uses as far as knee protection goes, but I know with some of those knee braces as well, the way it restricts the leg, some of the natural movement, you know, almost all of your body has a little bit of gimme space. You know, you hyperextend your leg, something like that. Yeah. The rigidity of those knee braces sometimes causes issues in the knee because of how locked in they are on the leg. And so. Um, once you said it, I, I did see the photo that you're talking about because the legs kind of dragged behind him coming through the sand. And right. unfortunately, that's very familiar as to my style, uh, because I just don't pick my leg up high enough. And so, um, and, and when I had destroyed my MCL, there was wear and tear on it from, from tweaks and from stuff like that. And so, uh, I think the scary thing about a situation like that is if he's able to get back or when he's able to get back feeling a hundred percent, all it takes is that one dab or that one little catch in a rut or something like that to, to bring us right back to square one. So uh, curious to see. <laughs> Unfortunately, one thing I know about Eli, we're probably not going to hear anything about it short of, you know, I'm having to withdraw from the racing. So um, I'm sure it's going to be Mr. Mystery as always. But, uh, yeah, definitely not a, a solid performance from Eli. And I agree it didn't look tired. It didn't look uncomfortable it looked like he wasn't able to ride like he wanted to for external reasons so um yeah i i I hope that's not the the tale of the season for him but he's definitely making things difficult on himself because of the results Uh, the the points gap is getting it's growing quickly 
And so, uh, like we said, with with Hamaker in the 250 class this year, man, you're not going to make those points up like you want to. And so um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Uh, last on the 450 list here, we've got uh, Kate Clayson, likely not a fan of Cheyenne Harmon. Man, I'll, let me put it like this. I did not realize that the sides of those jumps were that soft. Like, oh, you, yeah. would, you would think Jeez. they would it in just a little bit or something. Yeah, no, that was, uh, it was like going off of a diving board. It's actually funny. It's very reminiscent of the exact same crash that Cade had, like, maybe 10 days ago when they were, they did some riding out in the hills and you just sort of like landed somewhere, like you didn't go long enough and just goes over the bars. Like, uh, um, that was, that was ugly. And you know, he probably like, like once you hit the stadium floor, like there's plywood under there. Um, like the, the side of the jump might be soft. What he landed on was not. And based off of how he sort of like popped his head up and immediately started to look for someone to, well, he didn't know someone to blame. He knew damn well who, who he ran into. Um, and that was the, the 118 of Cheyenne. Like, uh, and I like Cheyenne Harmon. I've shared hotel rooms with him in the past. He's a great guy. Um, but in, in all seriousness, like, I think those guys in front of him had a little bit more pace or behind him had a little bit more pace. And that's obviously why they came connected. He's sort of almost looking over his shoulder as Cade comes by. They get connected and yeah, like, Harmon didn't even qualify, which is kind of adds insult to injury for a guy like Cade, who, like, if I'm going to get taken out, I at least want to get taken out by a guy who's going to make the main event. Uh, Harmon's on the outside looking in every bit as much as Cade is. And uh, Cade's known to get a little bit fired up at times. Like, if someone maybe double-crosses him a little bit, uh, he may he may uh, resort to uh, tactics that we've also seen from young Hayden Deegan, perhaps letting him know who's number one. Uh, both verbally and, and, uh, in sign language. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if those two ex- exchanged words in the, in the tunnel or, uh, especially in the pit area of Detroit, which is not, ha- doesn't have public access. Um, perhaps, uh, a conversation between the 87 or the 81 rather and the 118. Um, it's time. Uh, let's, let's put the, the, the two classes in the rear view mirror. It's time for the vented plate. Vent sessions. Time to get some things off of our chests, and and I'm gonna go ahead and and start with um something that's like it it's, might be trivial to some, maybe it, it doesn't matter to everybody, but it matters to me. And the fact that in 2001, you could go out and get yourself from New Ray Toys a this is this is my inside the box Travis Pastrana. This is the dirt. This is the road champs. This is this is everything you thought it could be and more. This has gold rims because it's a factory uh, Suzuki. It has the the platinum pipe. It has all the appropriate. It has the, the custom paint job on uh, on Travis's helmet. A removable helmet. All of the things that you'd be looking for for a toy for a young person. It even comes with a trading card on the on the back, which did come with a separate game that you could then put into the uh, the scoreboard, and then it would have like as your rider goes around and have these like pressure sensors. That when you like went off of a jump, it would use the rider's name. Um, the fact that we have moved so far backward as far as like the detail and the features of toy dirt bikes in 2024, like how does a, a quarter century has gone by and somehow the, the toys that are the young, the next generation can play with are less detailed and overall shittier. Um, it, it's, it like, it pains me to see what it's become. And I, I, I hate to say it because I know they like to, 
to pump it up on the broadcast. These are some cool toys. And I agree that those kids are, those toys are probably more durable. But we had no problem playing with these. I have many of these. I have a bunch kind of laying around the, the office here. Uh, this is what it was all about. Um, if I could get the entire collection of them, I would buy them. Yeah, I have a picture from when I was, I was probably two or three years old, but, um, it is the entire width of my living room full of toy motorcycles. I mean, we had Jeff Emmick with the red, white, and blue helmet. We had Bubba on the 259. I've got, I had probably had five or six of the Travis ones just because that was my guy. Yeah. Uh, um, I had Ricky on Cowie, Honda, and I think I had a Suzuki one. Um, yeah. And, and to your point, the, the brand. You even were, have a Zach Heron. I even have a Zach Heron replica one. Uh, that one was on clearance though. They actually, I paid, they paid me to take that. So I don't, I don't know what was up with that one, but, uh, yeah, I think. Low and oh, yeah. Slow, like, like this isn't on purpose, but like, like how is like the, the new raid toys or like the, the road champs friends, like they even had the Ricky Carmichael low and slow. Like, I don't know what, like that might be like maybe eight inches of travel on the old Cowie. Um, I don't love that it's the old, they never really came out with the, the, the big number four. They came out with two different years, one with orange gear, one with green. And both of mine are this style of number, which is for those who are the audio portion of it. It's the skinny number fours that Carmichael wore in 2000, which is not my favorite. Um, but yeah, continue with your story, sort of hijack that. No, 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 no. You're all good, but I, I completely agree. And uh, I, speaking of hijacking, I'm going to hijack your rant and continue off of it because not only are the toy motorcycles going away, but just the memorabilia in general. Uh, yes. If you guys follow me, I posted a picture today of of some of the jerseys that I've collected over my childhood and growing up, seeing my favorite riders at the local nationals. And man, it's just one of those deals where everything everything good gets ruined, right? Because now you go to a pro race and it's six in the morning and there's 40 kids all the rider walks out of the door and immediately can I get your jersey can I get your jersey and and as a as a child who was meticulous you know what you did was you walk through the pits before practice and you pick out a victim right you find out that's the yeah, jersey I'm that's my guy and then what do you do what do you do you go to that rider after practice you get an autograph tell him how big of a fan you are then you come back to cheer them on wish them good luck before the first moto and then you put in the work it, it, it's a day's worth of dedication, and that's why you get the jersey, right? It's, it's cultivating relationships. Day, yeah, exactly. Tim Ferry, by the end of the day, knew my face because I was there the entire day, and that's why I got the jersey. Nowadays, yeah, You're getting that jersey to, like, go away. Exactly, exactly. He was sick of seeing me. And so, and that's what I mean. You got you to gotta bother these guys, whereas now it's just give me, give me, give me. And then don't even get me started on the getting the jerseys to sell them. Oh, uh, no, it, yeah. It's just super distasteful. Um, but beyond that, the the toys and memorabilia, I've still, uh, at my parents' house, I've still got the little Travis Pastrana teddy bear. Like, that was one yes. of my first, you know, teddy bears. Beanie growing. babies, yeah. Whatever exactly. happened to the, the pajamas? You see, oh, yeah. like, you really get Pro Circuit and Travis Pastrana pajamas. Those were epic. I had the Nate Ramsey. Thor had, Thor had multiple years of full mask silk pajamas. Uh, me and my little sister both had them. The, the red and black ones. You can match your favorite rider while you get to stay up and watch the heats of Supercross. Like, as far as bringing children in and, and creating the next generation, I just feel like 
whether it's the industry or, or whoever has has kind of lost touch with the idolization of these kids. You know, it, it's yeah. one of those deals where, man, I just wanted anything with with Pastrana's name on it. I was a huge I have two Chad Reed lunchboxes, man, still fully functional thermoses included. Like, what do I got to do to get me some some brand new whether it's I mean, Danger Boy Deegan merch is going to sell like whatever. Is yeah, selling Danger me, Boy needs you know? a lunchbox. That's what I mean. And it just comes down to, and tell me there wouldn't be some blue collar workers rolling up to the job site with a fresh pail with their favorite rider on it. Like it's, it's cool, man. We love showing this sport. We are oh, such yeah. a sport on a global scale. And it's like, man, give us some cool things to be able to, to show sport. I mean, like I've got a, got the, the Valentino Rossi little bobblehead here. I've got a Nikki Hayden one as well. Like give us some stuff to put on the desks, to put on the walls, to put behind this beyond just, an autographed poster that, let's be honest, half of these guys, here, thanks. Hey, how's it going? Here, thanks. Yeah. Like, it's it's not near as personal as it used to be. And I feel like while the time restraints are, are more, I feel like the industry could give us more options and more pieces of memorabilia to be able to collect, to take, and to, to grow your fan base and show your support for your favorite rider. Here's one of my favorites, and you can't say that it was for just little kids or like like they've uh, sort of dumbed it down. But uh, this particular uh, product, this is from this is from I think this is from Spin Master Toys. Um, this is a Kawasaki 2000. This is the uh, this also you could either buy this separate or it did come with a, a Larry Ward who was like tall and like had moving extremities the whole bit. His wrists did all this. You get tools. You get a front number plate. You get spare tires to put on this thing, and everything comes off of this motorcycle. You could frame this bike as a, and this is this is intended for six plus. Like that is that honestly that, that's just like a like it's almost insulting nowadays that the 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 toy manufacturers don't uh, have more faith in the, in the youngsters to be able to take stuff apart and put it back together. Uh, I found this. On uh, uh, on Facebook Marketplace for ten dollars, and this might be the best ten dollars I ever spent. Good find, good find, right there. Yeah, yeah I th- I think just the overall. Uh, I don't know whether it's the fun factor. I don't know what it is, but I think we need to just kind of take a little bit of a step back. I mean, say what you want about Jet's uh, little mannequin or, or or his his guy there at the VIP, but it gave me a little bit Mascot. of a, like, yeah, the little bit of the MC era where it's like. Man, you used to be able to buy like those little MC mascots and stuff like that. So it's it's one of those deals where I feel like the opportunity's there. Um, I mean, I can't help but think Lucas Myrtle's got to be pulling some strings trying to find a detailed Jet Lawrence replica because, man, I, I mean, I don't know what the numbers look like and stuff like that. But even as a little kid, I knew when the bike didn't look like the guy's real bike. Like uh, the people don't. Well, yeah, like I, I had one here. Play. I actually gave it to a, a one of the, my buddies children um it was a ken roxon it was just a solid blue rider like it's yeah. it there's like it was it was it was from when he was on hondas but it was like it was a slightly detailed and it was it's a yeah like slightly detailed bike no moving suspension on it whatsoever and just one solid blue rider like he's just he's just blue plastic come on come yeah. on we can be better we can do better and uh, while we're at it, we need some Verb Moto Power Hour memorabilia as well. 
Yes, we're working on album art as well as T-shirts. That would be pretty solid. Uh, if, if people are going like, to take the time out of their day to ask us questions, we can sure as heck get some T-shirts so they can rock it at Don't their Loretta uh, Qualifier. Have, uh, we have the calendar photo shoot. Don't forget, we gotta we gotta do that as well. The the Power Hour calendar shoot is that oh, what the one yeah. where you're going to be supposed to tell people about that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the um the the Sports Illustrated body issue. You're going to be like playing the guitar. With like, yeah, okay, Jimmy okay. style, baby, just just the guitar, just the guitar. I like it. Well, for for Zach Heron uh, here on the Verb Pod Network, this has been the Power Hour, and uh, you're already lining up um, Loretta's qualifiers seemingly every week. So it would be silly if we didn't uh, roll out of this one, uh, giving some homage to your original track out at the ranch. This is Zach Heron. From kids up to grown men Walk through the gates of the coal miner's daughter To make a point clearer than the creek water Who's the best, who's it gonna be In Hurricane Mills, Tennessee Can you feel the adrenaline Dirt flies hypnotized by the wheel spin Hear the crowd, everybody's whistling Lying on the bed If you can put it all together three times This one week of Yeah.